0: it's basically saying i've decided to have a really fit marriage and what i know about wanting to have a fit marriage is it's like wanting to have a fit body it's going to require exercise the chemical state is not sustainable for one you just can't go on for years and years and years and years and years years like that once the honeymoon phase is over and things get rough they start comparing their partner to who they were Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today, the topic is cracking the love code from romance novel to real life love. Yes, that's the topic today. And the reason why we're talking about that is I have had a slew of clients who are complaining that their partner is just not the man or woman who they married. And what does it really mean when they're saying that, right? The reason why we're focusing on this, it is because it's a prevalent problem, not just for people who are in conflict, but there are people uh, who are serial marriers. They fall in love, they fall out of love, they get divorced, they fall in love, they fall out of love, they get divorced. So what's really going on? What's really happening under the surface, you know, when You're either a serial marrier, or you're just really unhappy in your marriage, experiencing high conflict, and wondering, why isn't she that woman I went on my honeymoon with, or why isn't he that man I went on my honeymoon with? So we're going to cover what is love. We're going to talk about misunderstanding love. We're going to talk about the honeymoon phase. We're going to talk about the reality of marriage, and we're going to then talk a little bit about upcoming episodes. So I hope you're ready to rock and roll. So what is love? Well, I mean, we know how love is defined by popular culture. Thus, the name from romance novel to real-life love. In romance novels, people meet, and it's hot, and it's steamy, and it's amazing, and it's passionate, and it's intense. And let's face it, when you're in love, it's not that different than the romance novel. The romance novel just hots it up a little more. When we're in love... That person on the other side becomes our everything. We spend all of our time thinking about them. We're calling them, falling asleep on the phone with them, or maybe we're on a video chat with them. When we're at work, we're talking about them. When we're with them, we're engaging in all five love languages typically. We're either giving gifts or... Paying compliments, or having quality time, or having the experience of touch, or what am I missing? Speaking words of affirmation to them all the time. We're like on fire when we're in love, and it's it's a two way street, and both people really see each other for who they can be in that moment. But that's I mean it's really a very cool thing. We see one another's ideal self, and we see ourselves through the other person's eyes. Super cool, right? I mean, how would you not like love, want that all the time? When you're in the in love phase, they see us as more than we are. They see all of our potential and we start to experience ourselves as that potential. I like myself better when I'm with you. You know, it's it's that reality. And in the background, what's going on is... There's a lot of dopamine, which is a chemical the body releases. There's oxytocin, not oxycontin, but oxytocin, which fosters deep attachment. There's all kinds of hormonal stuff going on in the background. We get really locked into this. It's super cool. We are physically plugged in. We are emotionally plugged in. And I dare say, we are. if spirituality is connection... We are experiencing some of the most intense sense of connection possible. It is an amazing experience and very addictive. And so no wonder that some people are serial marriers. Uh, But it's not sustainable. The chemical state is not sustainable for one. You just can't go on for years and years and years and years and years years like that. Uh, And number two, eventually, we notice that they have a pimple. Eventually, they fart. Eventually, we find out that their shit stinks just like everyone else. Pardon my language. Right? Eventually, it gets real. And when it gets real, it alters. And when that phase ends, and the studies show that that's an average of two to three years, and it's different for everybody, one person hits bottom first while the other one's still going. And it's a, kind of a disappointment for, for both of them, actually, Right. And there's a whole transition that happens there. Then real life happens. The marriage gets real. The relationship gets real. In love is over. Usually there are children involved. The dynamic, the energy, if you will, shifts. And that's when people start to get back to exploring individual fulfillment more and joint fulfillment less. And very often people make the mistake of failing to feed or nurture the relationship. So just understand, there's you, there's the other person, and then there's this thing that you've created, the relationship, right? And so when people when people are in love, they're building the relationship. They're putting emotional energy into the relationship bank. Let's use a different analogy. They're building a vehicle together. They're building a car together. So when they're in love, they start by building this racy sports car. You know, it's fast, it's energized, it's hot-looking, it's sexy. Um, and then In Love falls away, and they start to transform that sports car into a minivan. Right? They got all these kids to carry, they got a lot of baggage. They find out that they have a lot of baggage, emotional baggage. They've got uh, these children. And it gets to be less shiny, and maybe it gets some dings in it. Right. Um, and it's getting some miles on it and it's getting some wear and tear. And they start to neglect it. Right. Both people stop putting energy into the relationship. The, now it's a van. Remember, it was a sports car. Now it's a van. They stop putting it. It's not as sexy as it was. It becomes functional. You're, you have kids, things get really functional. Who's going to put them to bed? Who's going to get them up? Who's going to take them to school? Who's going to take them on playdates? Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to do the laundry? Who's going to clean the house? Who's going to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of? It gets very functional. And they start to neglect the relationship. So what happens when you neglect a car? Maybe you stop giving it an oil change. All right. Um, And then it starts when you don't give a car an oil change on a regular basis, it actually starts to run slower, or maybe the tires deflate and just doesn't drive as well. And then you get a you know you get a flat tire, and you go, "What the heck is this?" right? So in a relationship, the the, the equivalent of a flat tire or the oil not being changed is the relationship gets sluggish, or maybe people start fighting. Or maybe uh, the, a better metaphor for the car would be the front end gets out of alignment. So the car is fighting against itself, right? instead of the wheels being parallel, one's slightly off, and so the the, the car is fighting itself and it loses efficiency. Right. That's that's what fighting is kind of like. And as the couples fight, as the car comes out of alignment, more and more stress is put on the vehicle. And if the vehicle isn't fixed, if the relationship isn't repaired, then the stress gets worse and worse. And what happens to a car if we don't take care of it? We don't change the oil. Eventually, the engine seizes up. If the car tires out of alignment, eventually uh, you could actually break the axle or the shocks or the tire can come fall off or the tire one tires wear out unevenly all kinds of things happen when we don't take care of our vehicles relationships are the same so then what happens we look at the other person and we go who the heck is that you wake up one morning go who is that you know the woman i married was a sports car she was hot she was sexy She loved the crap out of me. She performed for me. Or maybe it's the guy I I married was a Maserati. I step on the gas and man, would he go. It was incredible. Uh, He he, he got me where I needed to go. And now, what's this? The car barely drives anymore. Who is this guy, right? So what happens is once the honeymoon phase is over and things get rough, they start comparing their partner to who they were. And what happens is we start comparing people at their worst. When people are fighting and having contentious fights, with just I'm going to win and you're going to lose. A lot of emotion, emotional energy, and the arguments don't get resolved. We're basically at our worst in those moments. So what happens is we start comparing our partner at their worst to who they were when we were in love. And by the way, we're, we weren't even in love with who they really were. Right? Remember, in love means we don't see their warts and farts. We see them for their potential. So now we're seeing them at their worst and comparing it to them as we saw them in their realized potential. And that's when things get really bad. That's when people start feeling criticized and hurt. That's when misunderstandings become nuclear. And so this thing, this misconception we have about being in love can become incredibly destructive to our relationship. And I know that as you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. I know that there are people listening to this episode who are going, oh, that's right. That's what happened. And I know that if you're, when you're in this place, you feel like there's no way out. But there is always a way through. The only way out is through, and there is always a way through. Let me tell you a story about Kenny and Sammy. For the record, it's Kenny and Samantha. But if, if, if you want to think of it as Kenny and Sammy, that's fine too. Kenny and Sammy had were mad in love, mad in love, uh, had, and they got a beautiful house with a swimming pool in New Jersey, and they had a couple of kids together. And Kenny, um, had a problem with alcohol and he cheated on Sammy and she didn't know it and he was totally absent. So this is the equivalent of they, they got married, they created a sports car together and then Kenny, um, drove the sports car off a cliff (laughs) like, it's like that, but Sammy didn't notice that the car went off the cliff, right? She knew something was wrong, but she didn't notice. Um, then Kenny got sober but Sammy did notice that the relationship was upside down and uh Kenny was using his alcoholism to smooth over some of his own emotional deficiencies and um when he didn't have that anymore he became a workaholic he got really super focused on work and making money and making money and making money very competitive guy and he became more and more absent so now they went from having a sports car to maybe they've got um, a, a motorcycle with a sidecar, you know, and Sammy's in the sidecar and Kenny's just driving it off road. It's really bumpy and it's really uncomfortable. Sammy started to feel really alone and she was poking him. Uh, she poked him by developing a friendship with a guy at work and it was a different a kind of intimacy That should have been reserved for his marriage, for her marriage. She didn't sleep with him, but she was sharing things with him about her life and about herself that really should have been reserved for her marriage. Marriage is a very special bond. And when we make that bond, we commit to sharing our heart only with one person. She's sharing her heart with this other man at work while all this is going on. And Kenny started to realize something was wrong, the pokes were getting louder. Um, Sammy started threatening to serve him with divorce papers Kenny knew that he was in deep and he didn't know what to do Kenny reached out and started working in our Unbreakable Husband program and it's it was amazing actually how unsuccessful he was at first he hoped that by signing up for the program that it would just fix everything and he didn't do everything that was suggested and then uh, about four weeks in you know after participating kind of half-heartedly Sammy actually served him with divorce papers so he's four weeks into the probe he says Rich this program isn't working and I said hey Kenny you gotta do what the program suggests you know you gotta stop dumping on Sammy your anger and you got to take it somewhere else you've got to learn how to connect with other men you've got to you got to show up for your coaching sessions. He wasn't showing up for his coaching sessions. So Sammy now got the ultimate poke. All right. As if the guy at work with Sammy wasn't enough or being threatened with divorce when he got the papers, he finally woke up. And I said to him, listen, Sammy, Sammy wants you to know that she's not going to tolerate you this way anymore. But I promise you, if you change, you can win her back. And in the next four weeks, Kenny really applied himself. Uh, he learned how to connect with her empathetically. He started dropping the old emotions. He went through our trigger hacking program and Sammy came up with an idea. She said, Kenny, let's go on a couples retreat. Right? Now, this is a really good sign, right? Because our wives, or women are, are really the masters of relationships. Their brains are hardwired for relationships. So what happened was she noticed he was changing and she was willing to work on the relationship. And she wanted to go on a couples retreat. And this couples retreat really saved their marriage. And Kenny graduated from our program. And what he learned in the program, what he, insa- what he learned in the program was that love is not just about being in love. You know, what he tried to do in the beginning was he tried to sign up for the program and hope it would just go back to being in love. And what he learned was he was never going to go back to being in love. What he learned was that he needed to stop comparing her at her worst to what she was like when they were in love. What he learned in the program was that he needed to take all of his negative emotion and work it out through prayer and meditation, through exercise, through talking to other men. Uh, He learned how to express his feelings in ways that she could receive them. He learned how to connect with her empathetically. And the most important thing he learned is that love is a muscle. So, you know, what he knew from the program is that as he went through these changes, she was going to test him to make sure it was, he wasn't just being manipulating and controlling. And he passed all the tests. And because he exercised his love muscle, every time she tested him, he was patient with her. Every time she went off on him, he continued to manage himself in this new way until she, he proved himself to her and she took over. She took over and took them to this couples program. And they are thriving today right this is what real love is real love is loving your partner warts pimples parts and all and loving them doesn't mean that you're going oh you're so beautiful you're so amazing you're so gushy it's when they're at their worst still seeing them for who they can be at their best and understanding that when they're at their worst it probably isn't really about you it's because they're not feeling good In themselves, right? And because Kenny mastered his own emotions, because he dropped his emotional baggage, because he had a strategy for reconnecting with Sam, because he acted on that strategy, and because he adjusted the strategy as he moved forward, he was able to rescue his marriage. So, let's talk about this: love is a muscle. It's more than a muscle. It's also a decision. Love is a decision. Trust. Is a decision. Don't wait for trust. We decide to trust. We decide who we're going to trust. We decide how much we're going to trust them. We decide who we're going to love. We decide how much we're going to love them. And if you're in a marriage, the decision at all possible needs to be, I'm going to love them unconditionally. I am all in. And I understand that my unconditional love is going to be tested. I understand that my unconditional love is going to be exercised. It's going to be challenged. And I'm ready. That It's, it's basically saying, I've decided to have a really fit marriage. And what I know about wanting to have a fit marriage is it's like wanting to have a fit body. It's gonna require exercise. This is the road to a lifelong love. This is the road to a marriage that is grounded in strength, a marriage that can survive anything. This is how you create what we call here at Richard Relationship, a soul mate level marriage. And Kenny's on the road to doing that with Sammy. So just to summarize, falling in love, awesome stuff. Short term. Real love is holding to the vision for your marriage, deciding that you're going to love unconditionally, and holding your partner in that love no matter how they show up. And that leads to a relationship or a marriage that is rock solid that's based on the bedrock of your principles and beliefs and it's how we move from romance novel love to lifelong love to soulmate level love and we're going to keep playing with this theme um in coming uh, episodes we're going to talk about the transition phase more in depth we're gonna talk about rekindling love more in depth. We're gonna talk about nurturing the relationship. We're gonna talk about preparing for the next phase. That's in upcoming episodes, so stay tuned. I'm gonna give you all the tools, everything you need to know, and I'm gonna keep telling you real life stories about clients. Maybe we can even get some of them to show up here. Wouldn't that be cool? So this is Rich at Rich Relationship, signing off.